to the Pinstripe Podcast. Scotty, what's up? A lot. Scotty's very sleepy. He uh, went to the water park, a.k.a. Yankee Stadium, on Wednesday night. Um, and it is now Thursday, exactly 12 hours from when he got home. So he got home at uh, 3.30 in the morning yesterday. Mm-hmm. A little t- tough, tough journey for him. Yeah. But, um, you know, you got to see some... Some Yankees playing. I mean, yesterday they didn't win, but I got to see a very, I got to see a very unique game. I'm one of, you know, we're gonna get to it a little later, but I, I think I'm one of 150 thousand roughly to see an IKF home run this year. Listen, listen, one of three. Is it <laughs> is IKF becoming a power hitter? I mean, triple, and then a, the the triple was amazing. I thought it was out initially. I'm gonna be honest. I mean, we're gonna again. We're gonna get to this game later. I called the Mount Castle home run because I looked and I said, "There's only so many people strong enough." Because the wind was bad. It was going wet day. Was the wind going towards the plate? Wind was going towards the plate in every direction: left field, right field, center field. The wind was going towards the plate, and IKF put one out in left field. Yeah, Glaber put one that didn't get 20 feet off the ground. That's because he's hitting against the Orioles. All Glaber does is hit home runs against the Orioles. <laughs> Two um, home runs, we'll, that was insane. Listen, listen, we'll get to the Orioles series in a second. We've yeah. got some life-changing, breaking news that I don't think I have felt that like when did I don't think I felt this much joy in years. The New York Yankees first. Traded for Greg Allen, which, if any of you remember, Greg Allen was on the team two years ago. Yeah. Correct? yeah. Uh, was put onto waivers. The Red Sox picked him up. Yankees, Pirates picked him up. Pirates picked him up first, and then he became a Red Sox. Yeah. And then, he became a Red um, and then Saturday morning, it's broken that the Yankees pick Greg Allen up and are planning on putting him onto the roster. Right? Then you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, what's happening? The New York Yankees finally DFA Aaron fucking Hicks. Scotty, where were you when you heard this news? I know exactly where I was. Where were you? I'm going to be honest. I do not remember. (laughs) I was. uh, So Saturday was an absolute wipeout of a day. If anybody remembers. Um, But my friends had run in a mud run. And I was our driver and I'm driving us home and my friend's sitting in the passenger seat and he's like, oh, I, you just got this update from ESPN. I was like, I get a thousand and one updates from ESPN. Like, it can't be anything important, but like, what is it? He goes, the Yankees, he doesn't watch baseball much. He goes, the Yankees did something with a guy named Aaron Hicks. I go, are the letters DFA? Please tell me the letters are DFA. He's like, yeah, why? Uh, Scotty, I thought I was going to crash the car. <laughs> I thought I was going to crash the car. I'm like trying to be quiet because my other friend's asleep in the back. I'm just like, you don't understand <laughs> the amount of happiness that is flowing through my body right now. I thought it was really funny because for this game uh, coming up that I went to yesterday, uh, I paid for the tickets or like my friend paid, paid for the tickets last week, like Thursday or Friday. And I sent him a Venmo for the tickets, and I did Aaron Hicks fan club. And then two days later, he gets DFA'd. 
I'm like, oh, wow, what great timing to do yes. that. Um, <laughs> you know, it's about damn time, right? Um, I, I know that there was a clip. I didn't watch it because I just didn't feel like hearing like him try to reason it. But there was a clip of Aaron Boone talking about his conversation with Hicks of like how it all happened. Because you know what? I didn't need to hear, you know, he's been great for us for a year. I didn't need to hear it. And you want to know what I also really fucking hated seeing? I don't know if you saw it. All the motherfuckers on Twitter who for the last year and a half have been like, fuck Aaron Hicks, suddenly making him like a going away video. Like, thank you. It's funny that, but it's funny that not even the Yankees did it. The Yankees didn't even do it. They didn't give him anything. The thing is, everybody had the same, like three fucking clips of Aaron Hicks. The diving catch against the Twins. Mm. Um, I think he hit a home home run. run. In versus ALDS, ALCS, and like last year against the Astros, yeah, like it was the same clips. And I'm like, hey guys, I can literally scroll back four days in your Twitter feed, and you're saying fuck Aaron Hicks. Why is he on the team? Yeah, so let's. Why are we lying to the guy? Why are we lying? But it was. I mean, oh, he's gonna. I I see him getting picked up by somebody. Someone, someone will grab him, just like how the Mets grabbed Gary Sanchez. Like, yeah, I, I think I think Hicks has a better chance just by being a switch hitter and like almost seen as a veteran. But like, and and I think he's a little bit of a better lefty hitter than a righty hitter, which will be beneficial, you know, you'd think to the Yankees. But whatever. Um, <laughs> but I think it's also crazy. Greg Allen in his first at bat with the Yankees hit a triple, and I think he's there was some stat of either like very small number of Yankees or very small number of people like in their first game with a team, first game with a team. used very Yeah. Very first game. game, second time with the team. Yeah. Um, to hit a triple in his first at bat. The guy's just really fucking fast. Yeah. I mean, and... he's, he's a, he's a, just a good, he's a good guy to have. He's a good guy to have an extras. Good, exactly. Exactly. So if I'm being honest, the Yankees could have lost every single goddamn game this week. And I would have seen it as a winning week. Yeah. there was a there was a, a thing that john boyer is a talking yanks posted and it was the lineup of the 2015 american league wild card which was the last game that we had that we played before aaron hicks was on the team and there are some wild names brian mccann mark deshera dd chase headley brett gardner jacoby ellsbury carlos beltran a rod we had nathan ovaldi as one of our pitchers Michael Pineda, CC Tanaka. Who was our closer back then? I'm gonna try to see this. Our closer is Andrew Miller. Dylan Batanzas is on that team. Like, call me bias, but the fact that Aaron Hicks was a Yankee longer than DD Gregorius was <laughs> prime. Um, but you know, eventually, as the dead weight is slowly poisoning your body, eventually you got to cut it off. And I'm glad that we got there before we had to cut the whole leg off, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it was just, oh, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't express my happiness enough. But, just, but we must, we must persevere and move on with this strength. We also got, we gave up um, a right-handed pitcher, Diego Hernandez, and cash to the Red Sox to get, um, Greg Allen, again, American League East trades happen few and far between. Yankee Red Sox trades happen even less. So yeah. very, very interesting to see. Um, 
But just in the technicality wise, the Yankees will owe Hicks um, over $20 million through 2025. Sounds like a lot, but it's the Yankees. It's the Yankees, and it's a you subtract to gain. So get yeah. over it. Um, yeah. In terms of injuries, there's just been a few updates to the regular spiel of people. Tommy Canley is expected to, he's been making rehab starts. Uh, Boone wants him to make, I believe one more and record four outs because he didn't have a spring training at all. So hopefully we'll be seeing Tommy Canley soon. Did you see him? We're going to talk about the walk-off game in a minute, but did you see on the walk-off game? He just poured water directly on himself. Like he did something (laughs) like they're all all running out and he's just pouring water on himself. Um, (laughs) In terms of our bigger names, Luis Severino made his first start off the IL this week. It looked really good. Uh, yeah. He gave up, what, one run? Yeah. He had, so he had, I mentioned it last week. His last rehab start was not pretty, mm-hmm. but then he came in and he pitched so well. Pitched extremely well in his first appearance back. And that's it. It was a Louis yeah. Severino we're used to seeing. Exactly. He was, I believe his he was averaging like 96, 97 on his fastball. Um, and just a big piece, especially in regards to, and I mean this in the nicest way, the way Nestor has been looking in like the fifth inning. Yeah. His his ERA in like I believe one through four is about two, and then fifth inning on it's like 14. Yeah. Which honestly. It it wouldn't be as frustrating. It's kind of, that like that's kind of what you sign up for with Nestor. Like I feel like we've never he's never been one that I'm like oh yeah I can't wait for Nestor to make it to seven innings. But it just makes it harder when you also have Schmidt that struggles to reach that same length. Yeah. Um, but to see Sevi, you know, it just it just feels good. You know, it's starting to come together. A little uh, bit of a relief. It gives our it gives our rotation. A little bit something to look forward to because we're not going and seeing Schmidt, Rito. You're just like, oh, I don't really love these guys going every day. Yeah, I believe, Um, let me see who it is. Uh, I believe his name is Frankie Vasquez. He's starting tomorrow for the Yankees. Somebody, Vasquez something. Well, his last name is Vasquez. Um, It could be. I mean, but I mean, our thing is that's probably, that's probably a Domingo day. That's what I'm thinking. And oh, so they're okay. like, fuck. <laughs> um, so I had a few uh Josh Donaldson is expected to be a full-time player, like everyday player when he returns. But today he commenced a rehab assignment with triple A. And additionally, the Yankees transferred the rehab assignment of Tommy Canley from single A to triple A. So Canley, they want him to make one more, like I said, one more uh appearance with four innings. Donaldson being an everyday player when he returns, Scotty, how does that, um, huh? Uh, I don't <laughs> love the sound of that. Like, right? Look at our infield. Why? That's all. Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have. There's, there's no issues with our, with our infield right now. That's not where any of our issue problems are. DJ has been hitting extremely well. Glaber's been hitting really well. There's nowhere to move anybody. Exactly. And taking DJ's glove off of the infield is always going to be US, a reaction. Yeah, and he's been so well at third base. He's been right. playing so well at third yeah. base. Like, and, and Donaldson can't go anywhere else. 
the only way that this can work is if you again you into the DH. Yeah, I, I guess Donaldson's your DH. I would. I mean, honestly, it's like it. It the DH spot right now is Willie Calhoun or Jake Powers, which is fair. Okay, maybe maybe it makes it does make sense, but also, isn't it much better? Is it? I don't think so. It's not much better, but it's the at only, least a more recognizable name. The <laughs> only way that I could see them putting Josh Donaldson back on the field is if they put Donaldson at third, obviously, and then you include DJ. Right, so. DJ's like your third middle infielder. And when Aaron, Aaron, when they give Anthony Volpe a day off, they put Glaber at shortstop. But obviously we've seen days that Volpe has off. They put Cabrera there because yeah, well, Cabrera Labor, I can't put on right now. Glaber, I love you to death. We all have seen you play shortstop. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean now well, what? Um, Cabrera's on the 10 day, right? 15 day. Um, He's in the Cabrera? I.L. No, um, Peraza. Sorry, Peraza. Yeah, per- I was like, I was like, no, no, no. You're getting your, you're getting your Oswald. I get the Oswalds. I get the Oswalds <laughs> in parentheses. O. <laughs> Next it's up. Like, hold up, hold up, hold up. No, it's it's yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could get that, and then just kind of give it, give more days for everybody to, to rest. But at the same time, I don't know if you want to do that because right now they're playing hot, or you don't want them to rest. <laughs> exactly. It, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense to like try to force it i don't want to say force him into being an everyday player but like that's not the piece we're missing right the piece we're missing is our dh in john carlos stanton right who had returned for imaging and should be starting a rehab assignment soon sorry i forgot the word um but like nobody was rushing josh donaldson back nobody is dying for him to be back on the field I saw this uh this one post and it was like um Josh Donaldson is on the quote Jacoby Ellsbury injury. I saw that too. I got I got thrown off because it was obviously a joke, but like I didn't recognize the journalist and I was like, oh my god, did Josh Donaldson actually say that? It was like <laughs> Huh? Oh, we're fine. Uh, no, no, you're good. You can stay on that injury train <laughs> on that, I, on that rehab. Brian Hoke tweeted like that he was turning his um his rehab and there was like a picture of a guy handing like a valet a 20 and it was like don't do that <laughs> um in terms of carlos rodon our other big injury um he played catch on tuesday just flat ground throwing his back discomfort is completely gone but he's not sure when he'll be able to pitch this motherfucker is pissing me off <laughs> because now the problem is gone why are you still not sure when you'll pitch? You want to talk about someone on the Jacoby Ellsbury returning track? It's him. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what it felt like. It's it's just like just just get just get better. Get pitching. Get pitching. Anyway, uh, before we talk about the Orioles series, I just want to. You saw the illustrious Ben Rodovit. In I did. He had a he had a double in his first ever Yankee at bat and like covered his eyes, which one could yeah, have been the, uh, yeah could have been John a play Cena on can't see me whatever have, yeah just so fucking funny because I still I know you've seen him with your eyes, I don't believe he's real. <laughs> I just I don't know man, I think it's a clone. Um, I, I was so I thought it was so funny because I was expecting him to start 
because I saw game one Higgy started, so I'd assume that they go back and forth. Made sense Higgy would start a Cole game, things like that. Um, but when I saw Higgy was starting, I was like, oh, darn. And then the game goes on, and it's like this: the going to the bottom of the seventh, and we're down. I was like, oh, this is perfect. You had uh, IKF eight, and then you would have had you would have had Higgy at nine. I go, IKF's gonna hit. They're gonna pinch hit for Higgy, and then Ben Rourke that's going in. <laughs> I have a video. I'm just overly excited to see this random guy going in. I mean, that was the same thing when um. I went to the Yankee game two years ago. Oh my god, why can I not think of his name? He ended up becoming a pirate. He was a summer. Oh my god, now I can't think of his name. Hold on. No, I'm angry. I don't. It's not. It's, I'm. This is gonna sound terrible. He was an Asian player, and I want to say Hassan Kim, and I know it's not Hassan Kim. Oh, I what know. The fuck I, was his name? Scott? Oh my god, and now I'm. Oh, it's gonna hurt me because I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm literally scrolling to find the video because I know that I have it, and I was just like, I was there with someone else from Somerset, and we were just so fucking excited. Exactly what you're talking about, and that's annoying me too. Hoy Park. Hoy Park. Hoy Park. Um, and it's especially like word of that. It's funny because if you don't interact with like. Yankees Twitter or like baseball online, you just be like, who the fuck is this man? But yeah. like anybody who interacts with the Yankees on Twitter is like, yeah. Um, currently with the Braves. Boy Parker's with the Braves. He is with the Braves right now. He hasn't played. He hasn't played in a professional game yet um, since last year. Offensively, he struggled. Good defender, could not hit. Yeah. Um. But the Baltimore series, right? So the Yankees are uh, the Baltimore Orioles are just a, such a fun team to watch when they're not really playing the Yankees. They are a really good team. <laughs> Which is just tell me four years ago, I was saying that the Baltimore Orioles are a really good team. I would tell you that you're cuckoo bananas. And here we are, like, fuck. We gotta play the goddamn Orioles. Um game one. We end up walking it off with Anthony Volpe's first ever career walk-off. Um, kind of stole that win. Do you agree? Very much. Like, uh, Very much so. Cole was Aaron not Judge. his sharpest. Go ahead, Aaron Judge. I was saying Aaron Judge, the late home run. Uh, look, loved it, hated it. Gave you fantasy points. Also, we won. I mean, I got... Got fantasy points last night too. Felix Batista, but like you know, it's not always wins, but they're wins and they're wins. Oh, Scotty's like not even actually rooting for the Yankees anymore. No, I was rooting for. for hey, hey, you know what? You know what? I rooted at times. <laughs> um, most of the game, slight. <laughs> game one, um, Garrett Cole was definitely not his sharpest. Gave up what? Two home runs. One two home, home runs, runs. Four earned runs. Again. A little mixed bag. I have Garrett Cole on the fantasy team. I had Evan Frazier on the fantasy team. <laughs> um, I was saying, I was saying the whole time, I was like, I want to go and have him hit a triple, 
and then they get out of the inning. <laughs> get out of the inning. Um, <laughs> you know, I was I was watching the game, and Michael K made a really good point in that. So the umpire for that game was very hitter friendly, and yeah. both Cole and I can't think of who started for the Orioles, but both of them were not overly wild, but they were out of the zone enough that they were not getting like the borderline calls because it was a yeah. batter friendly umpire, which definitely does not help. Like on I I. I really do like that, like analysis that they like include about the umpires, where you're like, oh, we like Garrett Cole needs to be like on on today because this guy is super super batter friendly. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that always happens on the days that like the pitchers are not super sharp. They're like, well, <laughs> this guy's not gonna call anything anyway. Michael Bradish, as he started. Um, but. Yeah, Aaron Judge, late game home run. Aaron Judge, also American League Player of the Week last week. Um, eighth time, most times for a Yankee to win that award. Um, and obviously, late game heroics with Anthony Volpe and a walk-off little fly ball to center field. Do you have anything else on that game? I can't really think of any. Uh, I wasn't able to watch much of it. I had I, uh, it, things to do. It was – oh, that was the day that um, DJ LeMahieu – Tried to bunt a run in. Yep. We've got one out, bottom of the seventh inning. Glaber Torres is on third. I want to say Greg Allen's on first, but I don't actually remember. Um, that doesn't make sense order wise, but <laughs> um and DJ LeMayhew squares to bunt at pitch one, misses the first pitch, which already was an interesting choice for the honestly best batter with runner and scoring positions to do like to bunt he hits terrifically with runners and scoring scoring position um and then while the the surprise is no longer there like the element of surprise is no longer there he bunts again and directly to the pitcher and glaber torres runs right into the tag yeah what apparently the bunt was LeMahieu's choice. That's wild. I would never have thought that. <laughs> no, no part of right. Like I the amount of people I know, right? So, so bunting's a little bit more popular in softball. The amount of people I know that knew that they were would not bunt on their own because they knew they would like it would not work. Astronomical. You just you're either someone who can bunt both skill-wise and be safe-wise, or you're not. And LeMayhew is neither of those. It yeah. just, it made, we had one out and a runner 90 feet away. DJ, you just have to hit the ball sort of deep enough in the air or to the right side of the field. And that run scores and we're up by a run going into the eighth inning. It, I, I, I'm afraid that Aaron Boone's loss of touch of ba- like touch of the game of baseball is contagious. Yeah. Because why the hell would somebody who seems to have the best baseball, like, logical skill brain, I think, on the team in DJ LeMahieu, bunt. But it worked out, and it set up Anthony Bowlby for a walk-off, so maybe it was all on purpose. Yeah, they knew something. <laughs> um, And then last night's game, Wednesday night's game, Scotty, what would you say was the big storyline from Wednesday? Uh, I think 
started off Yankee side, it was the known power hitter Isaiah Kiner Falefa going in the first inning, hitting a triple off of right center field wall. And as we said, this was this was wind blowing in all directions. Right field, it was blowing more to the foul territory. Um, you know, of course, closer to right. And then left field is all blowing in. When as if you haven't seen like the graphics that Yes Network likes to do, is they will show you where the wind is blowing, and it's never in the favor of anybody. No, it is never. And I knew it was it was a bad day. I mean, we uh, game got the, got delayed an hour and forty minutes or whatever um, because of rain. So it was a wet day, bit of a colder day, really windy. Oh, and I looked at my friends and I go, I think like you can't any ball in the air is not going out. Any ball high up in the air, I was like, there's only like two people that will be able to hit it out. And it's like three. I think Anthony Rizzo, if he pulled one, Aaron Judge, because he's Aaron Judge. And I was like, I think Ryan Mountcastle has the, sh- the strength to get it out. I got right with Ryan Mountcastle hitting it out. Um, but IKF putting one off the right center field wall. Glaber Torres getting one, getting a two runner uh, into the bullpen. IKF hitting one into the stands and then Glaber hitting another one. They were all line drives. There was not a ball that was high. If you put it in the air, it was dying last night. Yeah. And and you saw that a ton. Um, I mean, those are the, the, the stories. I was I saw the first two from IKF and I'm like, he's going for the cycle. <laughs> he's Scotty, going for the cycle. Scotty texts me at first, he goes, known hit known power hitter IKF. And then he goes, Oh my god, he might hit for the cycle. And I was like, <laughs> shut your mouth. <laughs> um but Nestor went out and he was really, really efficient. First three innings, I think through three, he had 37 pitches. And then he just kind of slowed down a little bit. Uh, trouble finding the zone, walked two batters. Then Adam Frazier put one off the pole uh, against him. Um, and that kind of really started the fall. Uh, that was that was kind of the big one. Of course, before that, you had the Mountcastle home run. But that was just one hit. Nothing bad there. Two walks into off the pole, and then I think he walked another person or got uh, let up a hit. I went to Jimmy Cordero. Jimmy Cordero just he let up like four hits, four legit hits. There was nothing. It wasn't anything bad that he was doing wrong. It was just seeing eye singles past Rizzo, like three past Volpe, one up the middle. Like it just was. It was basically unlucky. I'd like to say about it. Like that was that was the simplest way as you watched it as you were just like these it was annoying singles, and and Baltimore worked their way through. We went, went to a Brayu again. I mean it was it was two home runs from from the Orioles. Everything else was just worked. They worked for everything. Singles, a little bit of doubles. Mostly, I think it was almost entirely singles. Which the only is, double was one down the line. Which is if it was flipped, you're like God. That's good fucking baseball. If that's your team, yeah. Right? Like that's scrappy, that's persistent, that's not giving up when you're down. What were they were down six? Yeah, uh, they were down. Wow. I think five one. So I think they were only down yeah. four runs. Four. Yeah, um, they were down right. four because of the three run homer put them down one. Correct, and correct, then... correct. Um, and there's there's a sense of pride in that when that's your team, but when it's happening to you, you're like, this is fucking stupid. This is ridiculous. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is just to know that it's. it's nothing to get pissed about i mean it's just unlucky you're just like damn it, yeah there weren't errors there weren't a bunch of home runs it was just gen like right as much as right our pitchers are trying to throw strikes their batters are trying to hit those strikes and that's gonna yeah. happen um ikf 
talked after the game yesterday, a a journalist finally like grew the cojones to ask him how he felt about losing the shortstop job, which is a wild question to ask a man after he just had the best game of his life as a Yankee. <laughs> um, but he was, and and we talked. I talked about this in spring training how it, that he's just doing whatever he can to help the team, right? He said he put on catcher's gear. He's working out in left field and like doing, I believe better than anybody expected him to do in left field. Um, and he said, I did not have the numbers last year to have a starting job at all. Never mind the starting Yankee shortstop job. Um, and he's working hard this year to make sure that he maintains the numbers to be important to the team. And I really, really admire that. He's yeah. Doing the damn thing. Um, and I think that people kind of realize that now throughout this year and throughout the last, what was the stat you sent me? Five of his last 11? Five of his last 11 have been extra base hits. Yeah, which is crazy. Or no, five, well, he's five He's five for 11. Now it's a little above that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to guess probably what, seven for like 12 or 13? Um, I sent you five. Five. It was five for 11 at the start of the game. His home, after his, after home, his home run. Okay, so then it was like five for 12 now. So he's like five in his last twelve at bats, five hits, all extra base hits. Like that's 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 crazy. That's proving that's proving himself. You know when when our batting order goes, Labor Torres, Anthony Rizzo, Aaron Judge, John Carlos Stanton, IKF, opposing pitchers are going to be fucking scared. <laughs> um, but in in all seriousness, to have that sort of production coming from one the bottom of the order to a guy that I don't think any of us ever expected it to come from. That was, that's the difference that I see between now DFA'd Aaron Hicks and up and coming Josh Donaldson is that did, has IKF ever been noted for his power? No, but I don't think of IKF and immediately think of strikeouts. And with the other two, I always do. And IKF, even if he was getting out, he was at least making contact, trying to make something happen. Um, and now it just seems like things are kind of clicking, which no one's gonna fight about. Yeah, no, it's really just she's really just been finding. He's really just been finding everything that he can find. And, and I mean, I we spoke about it being the year. IKF's just trying to help and trying to play, and he's been doing it really well. Sorry, tomorrow's starting starter is Randy Vasquez. Saturday, Luis Severino. Sunday, Garrett Cole. Monday, Domingo Herman. Um, but you know we should have a good week of uh, good week of Yankee baseball ahead of us, and close out this series against the Orioles. And then who do we play after that? Oh, we play the Padres. Right, the Papas. Um, officially no Machado. Yes, no. if we want to trans transfer into our. Oh, we have one more. Oh, you have one more. Yeah, Garrett Cole hit 2,000 strikeouts. Oh, yeah. I mentioned it last week. Very mentioned sweet. it last week because it was going to happen. He was two strikeouts away. Um, but yeah, now officially he has, um, when he got 2,000, I don't know if he had actually got any more strikeouts. He may have had one or two. I do not recall. Um, but he had 664 strikeouts with New York, 602 in Houston, 734 in Pittsburgh. Coco he Coco. is the third fastest in or third fastest all time to reach 2000 behind Pedro and Chris Sale. Well, 
honestly, like that's just again a, a reference that people kind of forget about how Chris Sale was when he first came in the league. When he, he like could stay on insane. the field and not punch TVs. Yeah, he was still a brat and was in Chicago, but he was a really good brat. <laughs> really, he was he was allowed to be a brat. Um, um yeah. With that, you can transition in two different ways. You can either go to our other strikeout leader, or we can go to who the Yankees are playing. Let's go to the Machado news. Manny Machado broke his fucking hand. Do you know how much money that's going to cost me when I bet on him to win the NL MVP? I already had enough struggle with Ronald Acuna Jr. not, like, taking more time on the IL from his fucking ACL. And now I have absolutely no shot! (laughs) Um... But still, it's, this is his first IL stint since 2014. And yeah. as fans of the Yankees, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, and he, he said something. He was like, he was like, I'm just mad that the bone is broken and I can't like actually play with it. I'm just like, <laughs> Damn. Um, um. I mean, I don't, I don't have much else to say about that, but that's just twenty. Not being on the IL since twenty fourteen is crazy, and I think that's a part of Machado's game that I honestly have never noticed, and kind of gets like overlooked. Is that the man is always on the field? Yeah, yeah, he's always finding a way to play. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Do you have any anything to connect? I don't know if we. Have any... um, well, I realized I wanted to go over this. I realized I had one more. Yankee thing, and I I, I realized already as you started speaking about it, but because I, I was looking through my 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 photos, um, Aaron Boone is now now has the record for the earliest ejection in MLB history, getting ejected at eleven fifty two a.m. Nice. <laughs> that is that is impressive. <laughs> I'll take uh, I'll take records any way we can get them. <laughs> Um, you know, great, great record for him. Um, but yeah, hmm. Let's see if I can connect. I have, an, I have an American League East connection we can make if we're back at the Yankees. Um, I mean, I have a. You know what? Let's go to the AL. Continue, not with the not with the AL or the NL West. Switch to the AL West. We have two things, two pitching-related things. So I want to start off with Luis Castillo. He had a very good outing, six innings, four hits, two walks, eight Ks, and that led up to his 1,000th career strikeout. So great for him. Now he's actually finally able to do that in a place where he'll win um, and not in Cincinnati anymore. Uh, Along with that, I want to go over and I want to get the exact numbers for this guy. Uh, Mr. Bryce Miller, uh, we spoke about him a few weeks back when it was Bryce Miller and what Max Miller or, or Mike Miller, Matt, it's some some other M Miller. Um, they faced against each other uh, in Seattle, played um, the A's. But since then, Bryce Miller has been on an absolute tear. All five outings so far for him have been six or more innings. He's allowed uh, no more than four hits in any of those outings. No more than th- only one of them against Atlanta. Did he allow three earned runs? He has four total on the year. Only has three walks on the year. And has 
28 strikeouts. This kid's good. He's this kid's good. And I mean that that adds to the insane rotation that Seattle has. They already have such a good rotation with Gilbert, Castillo, George Kirby, now Bryce Miller. So that's they, a, that's a, I don't want to say they deserve it, but they deserve it. It's been seven hundred fucking years since they've like been productive. Two thousand two, they that's two, so whatever two thousand. You weren't even alive. I know, but two thousand one, they had the the a tie for the best record in all of baseball ever. <laughs> that was twenty years ago. Twenty. Okay, yeah. Let <laughs> me pause. I have to go to the bathroom. Good. All right, where to next, dude? Uh, I want to continue in the AL, AL West specifically. Uh, Nathan Ovaldi went the distance again. This guy has been insane this year. He has been crazy, crazy good. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Who are you apologizing to? Oh, that you heard. Oh, yeah. I heard my, my, I got a notification. Oh, no, I didn't. Very Uh, quiet, very stealthy. Um, but yeah, he has been crazy good this year. His last five games, uh, so going back to when he played us, went the distance, eight innings versus the Angels, eight and two-thirds versus Oakland, seven innings versus Atlanta, and then a complete game versus the Pirates. He's been crazy, crazy good. ERA, surprisingly high. He's a 2-6 ERA for how long he's been pitching. But well, like, this I guess guy, it helps when your team scores 95 runs a game. Yeah, he can go a lot further, yeah. Um, and so he's been, I, I mean, it's been, it, he's been crazy, crazy good. And it's been good pitch counts. As I go through them all, I get, I'm going to go through just their pitch counts. 113, 107, 113, 93, 104. So at that hundred range, but if you're going complete games, re- like hitting about a hundred, that, that's yeah. crazy impressive. Yeah, that's that is, a, that is count efficiency. And like we saw that with Cole, the other day is he got into a lot of three, two counts, a lot of deep counts. He was at like 60 pitches through like three or four innings. And yeah. so just not really what you want in that situation. It really shows what a has been doing this entire year, just being ultra efficient, um, ultra efficient, ultra efficient for a team that is doing as good as they were supposed to last year. As, as good as they've paid for. Yes. <laughs> um, To switch it. To stay in the AL, but instead to go to the Central, this happened Saturday. Um, and so it was a very impressive thing. And I talked to my friends about this yesterday. And it's borderline. It is close to, I'd say, more impressive. Not more impressive, but uncommon. And I'd say no hitter. And it was that Michael Kopech went... I think eight innings and he, the, the Chicago White Sox as a whole reached the minimum, finished the game 27 up, 27 down. Only two batters reached one on a single one on a walk. One of them got picked off. The other got grounded into a double play. So the minimum players were faced. I think that's also just a tale of how fucking terrible the White Sox are this year. Well, no, that was that they did that. They were pitching, so actually they weren't that bad. They're going against an equally bad Kansas City Royals. Um, wait, wait, wait. So, the, so the Chicago White Sox. The Chicago White Sox pitched that. They pitched. Oh, that. So okay, sorry. Let me flip that. 
that shows how genuinely horrendous the Kansas City Royals are. Yeah, so it's the 73rd time in AL history, AL-NL history, so since 1900 that a team has faced the minimum 27 batters in a nine-inning game despite allowing a hit. The White Sox did it in 2004 against Cleveland, but like I guess I guess I, it's really not surprisingly I guess it's not that uncommon. 73rd time this has happened in the past 100 years. I was going to say about the 100 years of baseball, Scotty, like that's yeah, but not, it's happened. It's, not, I mean, it's happened. Common. It's not common, but it's happened more than like, I don't know. It, it probably has happened less than a no hitter. Then, I mean, let's see. Probably, I'm thinking less than a no hitter, more than a perfect game. Oh, well, more than a perfect game. I could tell you that much. But it's just like I was it's say, something we had that, like nine nine hundred no hitters. We had like nine no hitters last year. There have been like three hundred and eighteen no hitters as of the end of the 2022 season. We haven't had one yet this year, right? No. Which is impressive. It is Honestly, this is a long time without a no hitter. Yeah, didn't we get it like the second week last year? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, Joe Musgrove threw yeah. one second week. Um, but yeah, no, it's just something that I wanted to bring up because like that's impressive. That's not even something that I would like even think to notice. It's yeah, also funny because sometimes like when like when I was at my no hitter, <laughs> I was watching my no hitter. I didn't even real. I mean, then again, I was working the game, so I think that that's why I didn't realize. But like, all of a sudden, like, it's like the seventh inning, and my boss is like, "Are you ready for what's about to happen?" I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Like, if you're not actively looking for things like that, you're like, "Yeah, oh." But I also feel like like no hitters. I feel like sometimes like people will notice a little quicker. Something like that. You you notice you're like, oh, nobody's been on base, and like you can see on the scoreboard too. Nobody's like no hits here. You can see that. You like sit in the sixth inning, especially. I think if I was like watching as a stand as a fan in the stands, I would have noticed around the sixth inning and been like, huh. But like as I'm sitting there, just like taking my little pictures, I'm like la 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 la. I'm like, oh my (laughs) god, this is so great. I'm not getting any pictures of the other team because they're not on base. Yeah, it's also just such a such a like a, a peculiar thing of just like that you don't think could happen. You don't even yeah, you don't even think that that's an option. Yeah, and it's just a really cool situation. Twenty seven up, twenty seven down, but not perfect. <laughs> it, it, it seems like that's like not. It's like a it's like a mind bender of like you're like that. There's no way that it like that's possible. But you're like, no, no, it is because because like that twenty seven up, twenty seven down is. You could have that. I guess you could have that as a no hitter, but that's not always a no hitter. Is twenty seven up, twenty seven down? Because you yeah. could. I mean that that's that's the thing that changes a perfect game to a no hitter is like, well, say, allowing you, a walk or something like, like that. that. So that minor league game a few weeks ago that it was like a no hitter, but the team lost. Lost by like they gave up like seven runs. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I just like is a is a cool situation. Because a no hitter, a no hitter can also include a guy getting on base because of an error. Yeah, or a walk. I mean, granted, that guy could exactly in this situation could ground could get ground into a double play, but like it's not always. No, so it's, that's just a, a really cool. Yeah, it's a event. fun. It's a, a fun little baseball thing. <laughs> um, and then to stick this time in the central, now go in the NL. Uh, Jonathan Oviedo for the Pittsburgh Pirates threw an immaculate inning. Just so so fun. It just sounds so fucking professional. You're like, mm, well, my inning was immaculate, so fuck off. Sorry. Oviedo threw the second immaculate inning this year. Second immaculate inning by the Pirates this year. 
Pirates pitching is really good. Rich Hill doing really good. Wait. For how old he is, Rich Wait, Hill video, is doing The video really of Rich good. Hill having a foot race against Miguel Cabrera. To get I talked about that race. last year. I was or last week. That was so funny. It so was funny. So funny. They both like at the other just like. <gasps> Rich Hill strikeout wise, I should say, is doing really good against Detroit. In his two starts ago, he had seven strikeouts. In his last start against Texas, he had nine. So for an old man, doing darn good. Doing darn good. Um, I have like a, a a shitty transition, but I don't know if you have a better one. Uh, to stick in the NL Central, okay. uh, Christopher Morel for the Cubs okay. popped off a little last week. We Aaron Judge won Player of the Week for getting. Five home runs in the week, five home runs in six games. Christopher Morrell had seven home runs in the span of 10 games last week. Extremely impressive from that. Christopher Morrell, I think it is like first or second year um, in the league. So he's Adolis been- Garcia yeah. is also having a very, 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 very good time. Very, very good year. Sorry. He, I know, that's not, I know is, that's not is, relevant to what we're talking no, about. But... Colors. Close enough with the colors. Right. Um. No, but Adolis Garcia, I mean, what? He had a really good rookie year, really bad sophomore year, and now he's and back. Then, and Detroit, like, dumped him onto Texas. Yeah. You know who also is having a really bad year, sophomore year? Um, Michael Harris. Terrible sophomore year. Stolen stolen contract, though. Stolen contract, but right now it's not looking too stolen because he's playing like shit. He is playing like shit. Um, uh, I don't know how to get to the two that I have, Scotty, so unless you've got somewhere else to go, I have a really We have only, like, one – I don't know what your – Two things are, but we only have like one conference, uh, one one region that we haven't touched yet. Uh, and since we're in the NL, um, we're in the NL Central. I flip it actually to the AL East, and the insane record that the AL East has had over out of division teams. So MLB posted all the records of out of division, and the AL East is absolutely dominating that at one hundred and five and fifty four. Um, uh, NL West in second, 84 and 79. And then the NL East in 87, 84. AL West in 77 and 84. NL Central in 85 and 99. And then the AL Central with 66 and 104. It's just embarrassing. And everybody's like, the NL West is is like that because of the A's. <laughs> the, the, uh, sorry, the AL West is like that because of the A's at 77 and 84. It's all the They've A's. They've actually all- <laughs> lost all 77 of the games. <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, this just continues to prove, like we talked about the last time that I was on the show with Scotty, I can't say last week, two weeks ago, um, it's just the overall dominance of the American League East. Um, it's disgusting. It's ridiculous. And every day it's fun, but every day it also pisses me the fuck off. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be a tough, tough time to get playoffs. I mean, right now it's looking like we don't have to worry about the AL Central, getting the wild card. So yeah. it's between us and the AL West. Um, and I mean, luckily there's three. So first, second, third for us, and then most likely first. There, I mean, first is going to get in, but second plays for the West, which right now is the Astros. Uh, but even that, that's a tough one. You got Rangers, Astros, Mariners over there. But still not as tough as ours. No, but... Um- so, so Scotty, the two things that I have are American League East things. Look at that. I came all the way back around. The one, very short, I just want to laugh at the Rays. They lost 20 to 1 to the Blue Jays. Todd Bradley had a really good first three starts and then has shit the bed in the last two. I laugh at you, you stupid Floridians. 
Floridians. Yeah, but like, are you really happy that the Blue Jays won either? I'm not. Oh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. finally hit a home run in the house that is his house. Proud of you, of, buddy. And it was off of it was off of a position player. A position player. <laughs> oh, this is my house. I love the uh the Props. rivalry between the Yankees and the Blue Jays. Mm, how's that going for you, Vladdy baby? <laughs> Probably very bad. The other thing is the Baltimore Orioles announced their city connects, and they are trash. They're so it's just sad. It that it's like the, they're they're not ugly. I'd like to make that like right. There are some that are ugly. These just they had so much potential, right? The Maryland flag is cuckoo bananas. Orioles are beautiful birds. Camden Yards is one of the most historic ballparks in the country. Baltimore sport-wise is extremely historic. And you go with black jerseys with like some neon trim. I could have done more. I could have done better. In the fucking media pictures, I don't even know who this guy is. Is is this Anthony Santander? Yes. He's got Nevage. If anybody doesn't know what Nevage is, it's when your pants and your socks don't meet. Why can I should never see a professional baseball player's kneecaps? That's not for me. (laughs) Um. I just I am I'm I'm super super disappointed in them because the opportunities because they're like I don't even know what these colors are like that's not the Maryland yeah. flag colors yeah I couldn't tell you where they're getting those colors from like it's 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 so frustrating because of the ones for this year like I was excited for Baltimore's and like sometimes right like it's it's interesting because I really like the Cincinnati Reds ones and they're pretty much just like they're not crazy but they're black. Yeah, but the Cincinnati Baltimore, Reds ones I really like. Baltimore tries to do the same thing, and I'm like, this is horrendous it's garbage a, balls. It's that, but it's a, like, the Reds just went with a black jersey. Black and red looks very good together. Exactly. It's it's just, all, that's why every single fucking high school in the country is black and red. Like, Yeah, it, no, but, like, it, it goes really and well. And, cool, I mean, they're like only the using it. The logo that, that the Reds did, like, that weird, that a, funky it's a, C. It's a cool, It's all of it is very, very cool. Yeah. Um. And it's just. I. I mean. I don't know. I. I couldn't tell you how it's how you know it's supposed to go. Like they could have just done better. They could have just done something not, a little bit better. It's. It's just so wild how you have ones like the Nationals ones, the Padres ones, Apparently the White hate Sox the Nationals ones. ones, which I don't understand. I, that's why I love the Nationals one. I love. I like the Nationals one. Um, like the ones that are just. Super, super good. And then you have ones like the Dodgers one, which is terrible. The Diamondbacks one, which is bad. And these ones, which are bad. And you're just like, what? The ones the ones this year have not been that good. Because at least at least the ones last year when they were bad, they were ugly, right? San Francisco's was kind of just ugly. Yeah. Colorado um, is kind of just ugly. But, like, even at the same time, like, I didn't... We we said when the Rangers came, uh, yeah, the Rangers came out with theirs. It's just like, oh, it's not that cool, but like, I understand like there is a history behind it. What the fuck is the thing behind this? I just that, that's the thing it. is like I start to forget te- like the Angels have theirs, but the Angels ones look so similar to just the regular fucking jersey. The Dodgers have theirs. They just wear blue pants and it says yeah. Most the Dodgers, Dodgers ones are boring. Like oh, but like another one that's good. The Astros. The Astros ones are fucking sick. Space City is awesome. I hate the Astros, but I love Space City. 
Yeah. But it's just I I I just I would rather them be ugly and memorable than plain and forgettable. I sent them to uh I sent two ideas that I have for Yankee ones to you, but I doubt they're gonna ever happen. Did you just send them to me? Yeah. Let me take a look see. I'll post them on the Instagram. Do you think they're gonna add color? I know. <laughs> I saw somebody I saw somebody <laughs> mocking it. They're like, with our fucking luck, the Yankees one is just gonna be a blank white. And they're gonna be yeah. like New York is going back to our history. different people. Make it yourself. <laughs> you imagine it. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it, I feel like the the Yankees have the opportunity to do really good if they try to relate to the Bronx, but it's they'd have to decide that they want to change their jersey. Not if you're like, like the thing, right? If you're in Cincinnati, sure. I mean, then again, this might just be me bi- being biased because I've never been to Cincinnati. You're like, there's nothing fucking going on in Cincinnati. Maybe it's harder to make something exciting. You are in Baltimore. There are even within just the Orioles, there are exciting things. Outside of that, within Baltimore, there's exciting things. Outside of that, within the state of Maryland, there's exciting things. I want to call up Mr. Nike right now and tell him that he has made some mistakes. (laughs) But have you got anything else to say for this? I have one last thing. Oh, and he said, hold the fucking It was actually, I think, two weeks ago, or a week ago or two weeks ago that I forgot to mention. And there's a little rumors. Uh, apparently, apparently, former Magic executive Sorry. Pat Williams is pushing to bring an MLB expansion team to Orlando. He proposed yes. a $1.7 billion stadium, and I don't like this. Orlando's just a trying weird... to add more baseball to Florida. Yeah, that's that's a third baseball team in Florida. Never mind, you have or all overly spring successful. training. You have all of spring training. You have like it's, it's not like it's new. And ne- like neither team is like overflowing with revenue. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't seem like a good business decision. Like or- Orlando has the magic, who also. I mean, again, I'm not super into the finances no, they, of basketball, but I can't imagine they're also overflowing. Making bank, yeah. Um, it's just an interesting plea. Interesting attempt. Attempt and plea have two very different vibes, but yeah, attempt is a much nicer way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, we'll see. We got we have a lot of steps before any teams are moving anywhere. Never mind starting new teams, but oh yeah, clearly something to keep an eye on. Listen, my computer's on five percent, so we should probably get scooching moochin. All right, but please follow us on Instagram to see all of Scotty's great freaking work at Pinstripe dot podcast, and make sure that you follow and interact with this show wherever you are listening to it. And for Scotty. I'm Lexi, and this has been the Pinch Drive Podcast. Bye!